This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. What's going on, everyone? My name's Omar. Welcome back to the 10th edition of That Mill Podcast, season 2021-22. Hashtag Where's Mickey? He's not about today. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Kai Bennett. Hello, pal. Are you all right? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. I mean, a better formula winning yesterday in the Cup, albeit against Cambridge United. But obviously, we won 3-1 yesterday. It was obviously a much-needed win, I suppose, mate, to kind of rest the nerves ahead of Saturday. Yeah, good. Yes, yeah, just one of them ones that gives you a bit of confidence. Uh, Good to see Smith get on the score sheet. Murray Wallace, um, excellent. Um, you know, so yeah, it's a good win. You know, we should win. Um, but, you know, still a few problems that, that need to be talked about. Set pieces, um, conceding from set pieces is a frustrating one. Um, but 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 overall, it was a, it was a good performance and a, and a much needed win to, to get the confidence back, back up. Can't agree more, mate. So we will talk about in length about yesterday's game in the Cup. 
And in the second part of the show, we will also talk about our home game against Blackpool before the international break. Let's go to part one now. Okay, welcome to the first part of the show. As mentioned, this will be a part where we talk about the Cambridge game yesterday. As we mentioned, Kai, a 3 1 victory at the Den for Millwall, having gone 1 0 down early doors. Obviously, a few changes for all the sides. Uh, but Murray Wallace, of all people, kind of carries us into what I can say to the only person to ever carry us from a left back position before in a game like that um, and scores twice in the space of three minutes. And then Smith obviously gets the third goal, like you mentioned earlier on in the intro. But a 3 1 win, mate, and into the hat for the next round. Yeah, well, if he keeps playing like that, Malone's got his work cut out at left back. I mean, you know, talk about Malone getting eight last year or seven or how many it is. Murray just got two in a game. So, um, and he could have had a hat-trick, couldn't he, at one point? It was, he was very Indeed. close to a hat-trick. Um, no, it was it was good. Uh, 2-1-0 down was, is you know, it's frustrating because I feel like we, at the moment, we're not really we're not really playing until we go 1-0 down. We had a good start. We did we did start well. Bradshaw had a couple of good opportunities. Um, but after that, yeah, it was a really good effort, that I thought. I thought that was a mm-hmm. really good strike. Um then after that, the game sort of just faded away a little bit. It just started to be a bit, bit, bit flat, wasn't it? And uh, and Cambridge started to get a bit more confident, and then they get a free kick, score from it, which is you know it was one of them ones. It was a bit, it's a bit of a copy of the uh, Blackburn goal, wasn't it? Yeah, with Brereton, it was. Yeah, it was, it was exactly the same. And you know, runners are you know men, men aren't picking up their runners, and you know that that's just the way it is. And it was, it was disappointing to concede. But after that, I thought it was a really good response. And Murray Wallace, fantastic. And then Smith to seal the seal the well. Uh, progression to to round uh, three is it is um yeah he's he's really good yeah I mean it was obviously like you said on a, cor- a free kick on the right hand side almost like a corner whipped in to the front post more or less and he beats the march I think on Murray Wallace if anyone to be honest with you there um and obviously tucks it away in the bottom left hand corner past George Long who was in goal in the cup obviously deputising for bar again in the second round uh I think yeah it was obviously set pieces we've spoken about it at length mate I know we made some changes yesterday uh we had the back three of Ballard Pierce and Cooper yesterday but it's, it's, it's a bit of a fall in the side that something we don't really expect from a middle team. But obviously, three on Saturday can see from set pieces. Obviously, the week before gets Blackburn as well. Uh, hopefully, it's something we can stamp out very quickly before Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I hope so. Um, you know, I think I think we are missing Hutch. Um, you know, I know it's only one player, but I just think, you know, potentially with Hutch, there's a little bit more organising going on and, and people have got their roles a bit more in the box. And, and without him, that could, be, that could, you know, that could be crucial. Um, you know, Piercy, I thought Piercy did well. Overall, I thought he did quite well last night. Um, I was quite impressed with Pierce. Uh, Ballard was was solid as usual. And Cooper, Cooper had a had a decent game too. So, you know, it wasn't it was it was just one moment where we got caught out. But as we know, with that one moment can cost us a game in the championship with you know, if we if you can't find the back of the net, which sometimes we do struggle with, you know, that one moment where you get caught out can be the difference. So we, we need to try and stamp that out ahead of Saturday. Let's rewind T minus 60 minutes before kickoff. T news comes out. Obviously, like we spoke about at length on a Monday show, uh, you know, we was kind of disappointed, obviously, and we was debating whether or not you go for five at the back again. T news comes out, and everyone's trying to piece together what the team's going to be. I mean, no minor Romeo on the side. The list of players were obviously long Ballard, Pierce, Cooper, I think Murray Wallace, Mitchell, Thompson, Evans, Mahoney, Bradshaw, and Smith. No wingers in that side apart from Mahoney. So that's one. Um, you know, three mid- central midfielders, four defenders or four central defenders. It's a hard to kind of piece together what you would actually go for, wasn't it? And obviously we was debating it in our chat. I think a lot of people online were thinking it. And in reality, it was what we kind of thought it might be, a back five, and it continued again. I mean, 
what was your thoughts about it? I mean, we both said maybe it was a chance to experiment yesterday. You know, he stuck to his guns, the manager, and he said, this is it, this is the formation we're going to go for. We said it was Ballard, Pierce and Cooper. Wallace left wing back. Mitchell playing right wing back. Romeo since been discovered he's got a knock, picked up in training on Monday. And then it was Thompson and Evans in the middle with Bradshaw and Mahoney either side of Smith. What did you make of the team and obviously your thoughts initially when it was announced at 6.45? I was really confused. Uh, firstly, I didn't see Ballard in the side, as as you know on the WhatsApp yeah, group. I didn't see on, I didn't see Ballard, so I thought I oh, were playing a four, and I thought we're playing Ballard, uh, Barry Wallace, and uh, Pierce Cooper, and and um, Mitchell. But yeah, it was weird when we, we we were saying maybe Mahoney's a right wing back, and we're going to go Billy in the middle. Yeah, it was it was very strange. Um, but after the game, it makes a bit more sense when the manager comes out and says, you know, Romeo picks up a knock, and therefore we put Billy there. It makes makes sense. Just because to see Romeo not in the side at all as our only right back at the moment was weird, and and that probably and you know, had we had done it beforehand, we would have gone off, you know, fair enough. But it's always it's always one of them ones. I always sometimes say that maybe the manager should come out before the match and say why these players aren't in the squad just to make it a little bit more clear to mm-hmm. fans because I you know I, I think it got everyone a bit confused yesterday. But yeah, it was it was a good chance to experiment uh, yesterday, and I thought Bradshaw and Smith looked looked good. Um, Bradshaw was rocking the Grealish uh, style with the with the short. Um, socks, which you know came <laughs> off, did all right first 15 20 minutes as well. So, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob came on, um, which was interesting. I didn't think he'd come on. Well, don't you um, worry, I, I was planning to mention Bob coming <laughs> on the second half, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird um lineup, but it all it all made pretty much mo- mo- most of it made sense after after Rauer explained why they're dropping like flyers, mate. I mean, f- four injuries got into the game since the transpired as five, obviously, Mason Bennett, Sean Hutchinson, Ryan Leonard. Matt Lamara and now Romeo is what, what do you reckon think that could be like hard to put it down obviously to a particular thing in, in one thing in particular but do you reckon maybe the demands obviously the games coming back and obviously the crowds the intensity of the games I'm just trying to figure out what's obviously causing these injuries obviously Bennett was unfortunately injured in pre-season Leonard obviously came back from injury is injured again same with Hutchinson he was injured before pre-season obviously the end of the last season injured again what, what, what's what can you put that down to if you was trying to speculate well, the funny thing is, is that most of these injuries are happening in training. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're not sort of coming off the pitch, are they, and, and going off. They're sort of happening in training, which maybe suggests that they're, I don't know, they're, I don't know, it's, it's a strange one. I mean, maybe, they're, maybe they're working them too hard in training or they're doing, you know, not enough. Maybe they're not warming up enough or something. I don't know. It's, it's really odd. It's one that, you know, maybe one that maybe look into if it is in training. Maybe it's the things they're doing in there. Uh, yeah, but we can't afford to lose too many more. Um Obviously, I've seen, I've seen a couple of other clubs are struggling with injuries as well. I mean, Huddersfield, I think Jordan Rhodes is out for three months as well or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it makes you feel a little bit, well, not better because you don't wish to injury on anyone. But, you know, it makes you feel a bit like, OK, well, you know, at least it's happening to other clubs as well. Because, you know, it's five players out now. It's quite a lot. And, you know, hopefully they're back soon. And I mean, Mason Bennett's supposed to be back after the international break, wasn't he? So, yep. he'll be a big boost. Leonard's one to two weeks. You know, and then how long Romeo is out for, and that could be quick three players back, and that'd be a big boost. So hopefully, we need them players, them bodies in. Definitely, I mean, I think a lot of clubs are the same, like you said. I think Blackpool have also got a similar sort of injury list, kind of total. I'm um, looking at the initial look here online. You know, I suppose like I think it is. It's just you know maybe the obviously the games come back intensity of football and obviously start the season as well. I think it's just all kind of a combination of things there. Uh, let's talk about some players that played obviously yesterday. We mentioned Mitchell. Let's go into a bit of detail about that. He played right wing back. I think he was involved on the third goal, wasn't he? Down the right hand side, he obviously provided a lot of energy, didn't he, early on as well. He's played that before, didn't he? I think you remember when it was the season before last, I think towards yeah. the end of the season when he first broke through. I remember him playing at Hull away, getting a good game there. Um, I think he played the 490 then, put a good performance. I, I didn't mind him at right wing back, but I feel like it's 
a missed opportunity to see him in the middle because obviously it's his first kind of start of the season as well. But great to see him out there. And you can see, obviously, he's determined to try and make a go of things and really kind of force his way into the side, I felt like. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, I, I really like Billy Mitchell. And, you know, sometimes players are put, put, are put places where they're maybe not so comfortable. But he made he made the position his own. And he was I thought he was really, really good yesterday. He had a part in the third goal. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, sort of just clattered the, the, the winger, didn't he? Just, just sort of held his ground. And the guy just went straight into him. Uh, and then Mahoney's carried the length of the pitch and and nice little bit of skill and put into the box. Yeah, so overall, I thought he played well and and you know he, ne- he nearly assisted Murray Wallace's hat trick as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, mean, I thought he, I thought he got down the wing well. He, he you know he attacked well. He looked to he looked to always get forward, but he's defensively he defensively he defended really well too. So yeah, it was a good performance from Billy Mitchell. What did you make of um, Matt Smith's performance? I mean, back in the sides, obviously up front, starting in the cup. I think I'm still in Matt McKennan's line here from uh, the post-match interview with Rowick, but he said I think he won 12 duels in the air compared to Cambridge United's 19 overall as a team. He just got clear threat, isn't he? Obviously scored his goal as well. Um, obviously a bit fortunate, it kind of bounced down to him, did it in the box. Obviously after Mahoney's hard work, I feel like I'm doing Mahoney a disjustice there saying Billy Mitchell was involved in it because I'm seeing it back again and you know it was all Mahoney down the right-hand side. But Smith just, you know, if you play him, he seems to score goals and we're not in doubt of that. And he, he does look a bit more, I think, match fit, if that makes sense. Obviously, he's had a solid pre-season, scored a lot of goals. Could there be a valid option to have him start on Saturday with a phobie if the manager decides to mix things up? I think there could be. Um, yeah, I thought he played well yesterday. He's he's always a constant threat, isn't he, Smith? And, and um, you know, yesterday I thought our diagonal balls to him worked a little bit better. I thought, you know, against, I, I can't say about Cardiff, but against QPR when he came on and uh, Blackburn when he came on. He, you know, he, he wasn't able to win as many balls in the air. I think that probably the quality into him wasn't wasn't as good. Yesterday, Ballard was was pinging one, pinging ball straight to him and he was able to to flick down and having that partner, striker partner next to him really helps because it's almost like a Morrison and Gregory. Morrison would flick down and Gregory would know exactly where to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we can sort of replicate that with him and Smith, uh, him and Afobi, um, that could, that could work really well. Uh, but yeah, I think he's a he's a contender to start on Saturday if he can put in a performance like that and, and Blackpool are the sort of side that might crumble under that sort of pressure with him. Definitely. I mean, I look at Matt Smith and I think, you know, he's obviously the aerial threat where, you know, I think the presence up front as well, it, obviously we're playing to his needs and at times last season I felt like we was bringing him on and not really kind of catering to it. I think Mahoney's a better player having Smith up front as well. He's just, you know, he knows he's got that target in the box to aim for if he's going to put a ball into the box. I thought, you know, Mahoney, the third goal, he, he was great with the assist. He obviously, Deliveries from set pieces, just as good as always from Mahoney. I don't know if he's done enough for me, though, to kind of say, you know, he's announced himself on the scene, if that makes sense, Kai. He had a good game. I expect him to have a good game against Cambridge United, though, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think it's hard, though, because I think when you play um, Smith up top, we don't really sort of pass the ball through the midfield and get the get the midfielders on the ball and um, you know, getting, getting them turning, you know, sort of a long ball up to Smith and then Smith flicks it down to, to Bradshaw or Mahoney. But... We didn't really get a chance to see him on the ball. And when we did, though, he did he did really well. He, he got an assist, you know. So I just wonder with if Mahoney was to play in that position on Saturday with with you know with or without Smith, and we started to play you know through the through the middle and stuff. Maybe he, he thrived a bit more uh, because when he got on the ball and he looked shoe, he looked dangerous. So it, it's an interesting one. I think Mahoney will be an important player for us um, this year, but he needs to be he needs to keep himself fit and ready for the opportunity that that, that presents itself. I think availability has got to be key, especially for a player like Mahoney. Um, let's talk at length about Murray Wallace then. I know we mentioned him a couple of times briefly already, mate, but that first goal was outrageous, wasn't it? I think he picks the ball up on the left-hand side after Smith picks him out. He travels down the left, faints the cross, comes in on his right-hand side from about 15 yards out on the edge of the box, 
He curls it into the bottom right corner. Where I sit the cold blood lane and I'm directly behind it in disbelief thinking, Mario Wallace has just done that. Unreal goal, wasn't it, from a left-back slash centre-half slash utility man slash anything you want him to be. I mean, we've, we sung his praises after the first couple of games of the season, to be fair, didn't we? He played centre-half, left-side centre-half, now left-wing back in the cup. He scores twice. I mean, that first goal in particular, mate. Wow. Is there anything that man can't do? <laughs> like, honestly, is that, that's a valid question. Like, honestly, he's so good. And I just think that, you know, he's such a handy player to have in the side because he, he can, I, I guarantee it, if Rowett said play him in the midfield, he'd give that a go as well. I think he'd be quite quite handy just in front of the back five or back four. I think he, I think he'd do a good job. He's got, an, he's got an engine. He works ever so hard. He's, you know, he, he keeps going. And that finish was ridiculous. Like to, to cut back and, and to beat the, I know, I know the Cambridge, the Cambridge guy, you know, really, you know, went the other way, but the finish is, is sublime and to, you know, hit it for a crowded bodies and hit it straight past the keeper from there is a really, really good finish. And then second goal is a poacher's goal, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. you know, Smith had a free, free run and, and gets to the ball, heads it into crowded bodies and Murray Wallace is on hand to, to tuck it away. So yeah, really good, uh, well, forwards instincts there really from last night, but yeah, really impressive Murray Wallace as always. It was just a drop of the shoulder as well for the goal, the first goal. I mean, like, it's the way he thanks to shoot, drops his shoulder, comes in on the right-hand side and buries it. I'm thinking, like, wow. Like, it was outrageously good from a player that you don't normally associate with that marauding sort of run down the left-hand side. Maybe there's a case there to kind of, you know, he's been great so far this season. Obviously, we've talked about Cooper's dip in form. I love Cooper for what he's done for the last three, four years as a middle player. There's no doubt in what his ability is and what he offers to us in defence. But... It's, it's good to have that kind of, you know, Malone's obviously quite nailed on for the left wing back position, you could say. And you mentioned Murray Wallace's physicality where, you know, I think in pre-season he's the fittest player. You know, he runs the fastest. He's also like over a long distance. He, he seems to be always like topping the record, so to speak, like Jimmy Abdu used to do. I mean, if you're Cooper or if you're Rowett, you're thinking, you know, if Wallace wants to play in this side and you want to keep Malone in the side, perhaps it could be an option to take Cooper out of the firing line if necessary, if, if he's not up to standard. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an option. I mean, I think that'll probably be more of an option when Hutch is back. Give us, you know, because I think obviously, you know, if there's no there's no Cooper, then you probably have to to bring someone else in. Not to, Alex, to, not Alex Pierce, no, or you know, not in the Pearson's side. Yeah, he had a good game yesterday, but we won't we won't go that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I think I, I like Pierce because I think that you know he he does work hard when he plays. He you know he gives it all. He, you know, a couple of yesterday he put he put his head where you know some others wouldn't. Yesterday, he, you know, really 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 good. Uh, interception, uh, another one with his foot. You know, so he, he does he does all the hard work and he works really hard. Um, but if if all the central defenders are fit, he doesn't get in my starting eleven. But you know, he's a good he's a good player to have on the bench and in and in the team to 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 pick the team up when they need it. His experience is invaluable. I mean, when even when yeah. we'll get on to Alex Mitchell coming on, but even then, just kind of like you know, barking orders, leading from the back. I remember him bollocking in the second half. Uh, obviously, Cambridge kind of creeped back into it a little bit, didn't they? And there's a couple of smart saves from Long, which we'll mention, but. You know, Pierce's first there to kind of bark at players saying, what are you doing to let these players through and making the runs? I think it's, you know, that leadership that is kind of invaluable and it's maybe something we're missing in, in games where, you know, Hutchinson's not available. There's no one really stepping up to organise the line maybe at the back. Yeah, he's he's just he's just a leader, isn't he? He's an experienced leader and he's been he's been for a, a you know, he's been at a lot of clubs. He's played played a lot of games. He, he knows what he's doing, Pierce. Um think it's it's a shame that we didn't get him when he was a little bit younger as well because he might have got a few more years out of him. Um don't get me wrong, I still think he, he could do a job if you put him there. Um but if you had all your central defenders fit, I don't think you would put him there. Um you know I think he's he's really, really good for, for Ballard and, and, and Mitchell as you said. He just gives them 
you know, good advice and and them so that sort of player next to you can can really help you uh, thrive. Um, you know, it, it's it's really helpful. And I look at Swansea last year. Um, they had was it Bennett from uh, Wolves uh, on they bought him yeah, permanently. Yeah, yeah, and then they they had Gerhi and um, Bid. Uh, they had one more. I can't remember his name. It was another another young another, another young defender. And and I think Bennett really just helped him help the two you know progress. And and I look at Pierce and I think Pierce could. Really help Ballard and Mitchell progress as well, and I think Ballard and Mitchell have got bright futures. Ballard's been fantastic, and them sort of players can really push him along. I wanted to name check uh, George Long in goal. I thought he wasn't, you know, he wasn't called upon a lot in the first half, and was unfortunate conceded from that set piece. Second half, though, obviously with three one up, a couple of lapses in concentration, like I've said there, and a couple of him saves in particular in the second half. I'm thinking of the one on one in the second half where you know the strikers threw on goal and he parries it to the left, and there's also one way he had to make himself big on the left side this time. Um, I thought he showed his qualities there as a real shot stopper, I thought. And obviously, you know, a timely reminder if, if Bart was to dip in form that he's more than capable to come into the side, I felt like. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because, I mean, when he look, when he get also, when he, not just that, when he gets on the ball, he looks so comfortable with it. And I just think it's so important to for a goalkeeper to have competition like with Bart, you know. And, um, you know, it, it pushes both of them to keep to keep going. And and I thought he saved yesterday. The ones you mentioned were really, really good. I thought both of them, they probably nailed on to score, but he's, he's kept, kept, you know, really, really good save. The first one in particular was was fantastic to get a little fingertip on that just to push it around the, the post. It looked destined for the bottom corner. And the second one, you know, the, the striker should score again, but but Long, you know, does really, really well again. So, yeah, I thought he did well. His distribution's good. Um, and he looks like, you know, from where first half, obviously we had him in the uh, second half, didn't we? Because they, they turned us around. Um, but no, he looked like he was barking orders as well, and he looked like he was was really, um, you know, a good, a good, a good uh, someone that's that's going to control the back line and make sure they're all in position. So yeah, he looks a good leader as well. He's got a good pedigree, and he's still only twenty seven years old for a goalkeeper that's young by the standards of what you know the goalkeepers can go into sometimes in their early forties at times. I think you know he broke in on the scene at Sheffield United. I remember him being there in League One when we played against him a few times. I remember him obviously at home more recently as well. But, you know, he's played a lot of games. I think it was 101 at Sheffield United in the league, 123 in total, uh, 65 appearances for Hull. You know, he's made 263 appearances already in his career. At 27, obviously, for an outfield player, that's probably, you know, a little bit under par. But for a goalkeeper, like I said, you know, he's played for England at youth level as well. There's obviously a, a bit of pedigree there and a lot of promise that maybe might materialise here at the Den in the future. After, I'm thinking down the line after Bielkowski. Um, you know, he could be really a, a, a real coup, I think, if, if he can continue, you know, progressing like he is at the moment. Yeah, it's good also because, you know, Bart, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's good for Bart because because Bart will, Bart's training the quality, other quality keepers. and, and With fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit PearlVision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. And to be honest, 
like the only thing I'd say with Bart, Bart's a fantastic keeper, and I love him, and he's probably one of the probably the best keepers we've had at the Den, you know, in in recent times, if not the best. Um, but what well, one thing Bart could improve on is his distribution. You know, getting the ball and playing it around with the back, and that's one thing that George Long could could help Bart with. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Bart if Bart you know improved at that, well, you know, if he was a bit younger, he probably wouldn't be be out with us to be honest. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think he's done. I think he's done really really well. Um, and, and yeah, and George Long looks looks really interesting one for the future. I think it's uh, with Bart in particular. It reminds me a lot of when we had David Ford in goal. It's not necessarily an issue of you know their shot stopping capabilities because they'll pick out shots from thirty yards, get to the top corner, and make an outstanding save. You're thinking that's outrageous. What a save! And one on ones as well is quite decent. It's more the agility to get to the bottom left corner, bottom right corner. These are out and out shot stoppers. Whereas I look at Long and I think he's got that bit of all roundness to him in a goal as a goalkeeper. And, you know, he's, he's obviously quite a bit more agile, I feel like, as well. But with Bielkowski and Ford, they'll just get to saves in particular. You think, how the fuck have they done that, if you know what I mean? And it's more like outrageousness from them. And I think, you know, Bielkowski is undoubtedly our number one still. He's Some people think he's had a rocky start to the season. I'm not sure, personally. I think it's just the defence as a whole has been quite culpable for our mistakes defensively. Um, but hopefully, you know, if in case that form does dip, I'm definitely certain that Long could be a good backup in the future for us and someone that could come in and rival him there. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Kai, we're into the next round of the Cup. Who would you want in the next round? We said it last time. We said West Ham last time and they weren't even in the uh, second <laughs> round draw, mate. So um, everyone's in it now. Obviously, you know, all the European teams, so to speak, are now in the draw. We're going to say it again, I guess. West Ham away, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, or, you know, West Ham away. <laughs> if not West Ham, if we can't get West Ham, because that seems like a one that we never, ever get. Um I'd love a, I don't know, an Arsenal away or a, or Manchester City away, something, something big, something big would be nice, you know. But we always seem to be put, drawn at the Den, so you know, if we do get a home tie at the Den against one of these big sides, that'd be fantastic, you know. But at the same time, we're getting away tie against a big club as well, that's fine by me as well. That's, you know, it's always a good day out. So either way, I'd quite enjoy a midweek kind of trip somewhere like Arsenal or something. That'd be quite nice, or Chelsea or you know any of the above. Really, it'd be quite a few good ones in there for us. Um, yeah, like we mentioned that ex-Mitchell briefly, mate. He's signed a new contract. Uh, it's been announced today. And obviously, yesterday made his senior debut for us. Obviously, we saw him in pre-season, score a goal against Arsenal, and he was buzzing for that. And if you've seen the interview today on the club's website, he's just buzzing today. You just look at him and you think he, he's just genuinely so ecstatic and just can't believe it. kind of pinches himself, really. He's in that position where Millwall fan playing for Millwall. And, you know, he seems to have gone straight strength, hasn't he, mate? And I thought he came on last 15 yesterday and showed what he's about, really. I thought he was quite decent. Yeah, I think that loan last year to Bromley like really, really, really helped him. I thought uh, I was he was brilliant. I went to watch Bromley work last year on the the day that they made the playoffs, and I thought he was outstanding. Um, you know, he's he's uh, his ability in the air. The, the The national league is you know obviously it's not a good quality wise, but it gives them um, you know it teaches them to be strong and, and and tough in a challenge. And I think Mitchell defines that. He's fantastic at that. Um, and and also when he got the ball yesterday, he looked at. I mean, he, he got on the ball, nicked it. And, and started running running with it. And I thought, oh, go on, then have a shot, have a shot. But, you know, that's when Murray Wallace scores too. You know, that's when the defence is scoring like that. You, you think, go on, have a go as well. So, um, no, it's, it's great to see Alex Mitchell um, play yesterday. I thought it was I thought it was really good when he came on. Uh, battled through a, I think he got hit in the head, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did, yeah. yeah. Battled through that. It didn't come off for that. So, yeah, right. it looks a really, really brave defender and, and a really exciting one for the future, depending on whether we loan him out now or, or keep him. But, you know, may, maybe, you know, if Rao, it's difficult because if Rowett doesn't see him being able to get into the first team because of, obviously, we've got a lot of centre-backs this year, then it's important to keep his development going. So send him out on loan because you can see what, how well Tyler Bury's done so far um, at Hartlepool. 
and Hayden Muller's doing well at St Johnson as well. So, you know, don't want to halt his development by keeping him there and keeping him on the bench. So, yeah, whichever way they do it, hopefully it'll, be, it'll work out best for him. But, yeah, he's, he's been brilliant so far. Couldn't agree more, mate. And like I said, it's just, it's refreshing. Obviously, you know, Ben Thompson obviously played in the middle yesterday. Billy Mitchell, Alex Mitchell, still 19 years of age. His physicality is unreal. He's an absolute beast at centre-half. And I think that's probably why he is in the team already. A lot of times, whilst teams might not admit it, a lot of the times it's the physicality they worry about of youngsters. I'm thinking of George Alexander, for example, didn't really develop. And if there's a player in there, if he feels that one day. And it's the same with a lot of young players that kind of on the cusp of things at a football league level. And I think Mitchell is obviously kind of further along the spectrum with that. And I think, you know, he's taking his chance at the moment. And I agree with you. As much as I want him to get a chance here, I think it's sensible to loan him out. Maybe a League Two club. I don't know if there's anyone that's in. I think there's been rumoured as football league clubs in for him. Uh, but I wouldn't be disappointed if he went back to Bromley. It's still only 19. You know, Bromley seemed to be obviously looking to try and push on and try to get to the League Two, losing the playoffs last year. So it could be a match made in heaven for him to go back there and, you know, play under the likes of Alan Dunn, mate, and learn the Millwall way, so to speak. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I think I think it's important. Whichever, wherever he goes, um, you know, the management needs to be there and the way that they want to play needs to be there. Um, Bromley will be, will be very suitable for him, close to Millwall, close, you know, able to to keep, you know, regular contact with Millwall. Um, and, and Danny would be fantastic with him and he was fantastic with him last year. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that Bromley might be a good idea. But, you know, if a football league comes out, a football league club comes in for him, who's, you know, obviously higher up, then that, that that's always a good option to see really where, where he is. Definitely, mate. And uh, yeah, I mean, positives all around, I think, from yesterday. On the whole, I think also I want to credit the team because, you know, whilst there's a small crowd there yesterday as well, as the normal is in the cut game like this, Kai, we went one nil down, backs against the walls in a sense. We kind of, you know, didn't really expect that to happen, but we still come back and, you know, do the business and win it 3-1. And I think it shows a lot that, you know, they didn't really shirk away the players and albeit we made some changes as well, but we still got the job done and got into the next round. And I think something needs to be said about that and a bit of praise to the team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not always easy, is it, to to get through to to them sort of games? But we did it, and yeah. So you know, it's, it was a banana, it was a potential banana skin, but we we overcame it, which which will give the players confidence. Much said, mate. I agree with you there. I think that's in the part one. I think after this part, we'll come back in with our preview of Saturday's six pointer, as I'm calling it, uh, against Blackpool. Back shortly. And welcome to the second part of the show. This is the part where we'll be previewing Saturday's game upcoming against Blackpool, who lost 3-2 yesterday, Kai, to Sunderland in the EFL Cup. Did you see who got three goals to Sunderland? Oh, hey, doing, O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, love it. Um, 91st minute, wasn't it? Uh, he's yeah. like third goal. I'd love to see him doing well. Uh, you know, always did, always tried his best for Millwall. Um, he was a great servant to the club, and it was just disappointing that it, you know, it couldn't work out the way you know him and maybe the club would have would have liked it to work out over over the you know next couple of years you know we'd have loved him to stay and 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 scored more goals but you know it looks like he's doing really well at Sunderland which is which is good to see not to talk much about a player that's now left the club but I do feel like he could have maybe offered a bit to the system we've got at the moment you know that the kind of left side is of the three behind you know one behind the striker so to be what Bradshaw played yesterday I think he could have you know maybe been that sort of player to play that position and definitely offer an option to stop the likes of Bud Farson coming on the pitch, who we didn't mention in the first part, Kai. Obviously, he featured yesterday. Uh, thank God Mickey's not here, because I'm sure Mickey will remind me of the couple bets that I've made with him this season about Bud Farson. <laughs> Both are still not going to happen. But, you know, like, it's 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 a shame, really. Obviously, you know, Brian had to leave, but he wanted to obviously go try and be a main man somewhere else. And I think he struggled first season at Sutherland. But, yeah, well, I mean, Bud Farson coming on yesterday was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? 
Yeah, do you know what? It was weird because when when he saw him warming up, uh, it took him ages to actually come on. Firstly, which was which was weird, but then when he actually did come on, um, for his first touch was quite nice. Actually, it was a nice little flick to Savile, wasn't it? And I thought, yeah. oh, hello, he's putting himself in the shop window. He wants to move to Cambridge. Um, yeah. Wow, you know, but it's well, I mean, they could have could have taken him on the way home, but yeah. uh, no, it's it's difficult because you never want to be you know, negative towards your own players, and I find that. I struggle to do that because I think when they're in Millwall shirt, we should always try and support them. Uh, but with Bob Varson, he's just never really cut it at Mill, was he? And you know, I think he's one that you know probably yeah, definitely needs to move on now. Um, you know, for himself and for us, because it's no point him being here and 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 wasting his. You know, at, at this time, he's he's literally sitting on the bench and not even making the bench most of the time. It's it's a waste of of hit of you know any any career he's you know of his career and he'd, he'd be better off going to another club and you know and, and starting for them and dropping down a couple of leagues and and trying to. You know, find his, you know, I guess his level. Um, he does that, then, you know, I'm certain he, you know, he'll he'll be all right somewhere, just not in the championship, unfortunately for him. Yeah, not for me all. I agree with you there, mate. I think it's it's one of those weird ones about Farson. Like he, the fact that he's not gone yet, you have to question whether it's the player not pushing the move and not in a hurry to go because he's still happy to collect his wage, or if it's just no one's interested in him. I, I'm not quite sure which one it is with that one, but we'll move on from Bod Farson. And if he's on the bench on Saturday, I'll be surprised. But, you know, I've seen crazy things happen at Millwall. Let's talk about Saturday's game. Like I said, they lost yesterday in the cup as well, Blackpool. Uh, they've got two points, same as us in the league at the moment, Kai. And that's why I've coined it the six-pointer. A good comeback on Saturday against Bournemouth to draw 2-2 away from home after being 2-0 down. Obviously, freshly promoted from League One. And they've got the ex-Liverpool reserves manager in charge there that took charge of their one game once against Villa in the Cup. It's not going to be easy, is it, mate? And it's obviously, you know, they're going to be a side that, you know, will be just as much as us, eager to get the first win of the season. Yeah, definitely. They'll, you know, they're just up from League One. Um you know, they'll be they'll be fighting for the for the points, um, you know, and it'll be a tough game. It'll be a hard game, but it's one that you know if we if we play well and we and we, we our, our team's right and and we we attack we attack the, the we we attack Blackpool, we put them under pressure. It's one that we we really we really should win, um, and it'll be great to finish you know start the international break with with two wins, albeit one in the cup. But it'd be great to, great to get the first win of the season, and that way we can get that gate, we can get that out of the way, and then that sort of you know if we. If we don't win on Saturday, then that sort of loiters and sticks around for for a little bit too long, and and then that then it starts to become a bit of poor pressure, you know. Then we, then they then it, they're thinking about it too much. So it'd be nice to get that out of the way, and um, yeah, it'd be great to to get the first win of the season. They've got a couple of experienced players there as well. You know, players that've been around the championship for a while. I'm thinking Grant Ward, James Husband in here. Um, Jerry Yates is also another player that's quite you know hotly anticipated, and Richard Keogh is on their books as well. The hotly uh, remembered Derby County central defender. Um, never had a good game against us personally, I felt like. But, you know, if he plays, then I'm sure he will suddenly on Saturday. But, I mean, let's talk about us and what to expect from Saturday's game, mate. I mean, yesterday, like we said, not many fans were there. Probably a 3,000 gate. I've not actually seen the official numbers released by the club. I'm sure they have been somewhere. It's it's going to be, I think, it was quite fortunate yesterday we went one nil down. There was not many people there. I felt the atmosphere still turned a little bit just about. And like I said, I credited the players for coming back. But... I think Saturday's game is going to be a little different anticipation there. There's going to be, you know, more fans there. The regulars, the regulars are going to turn up, probably nine, ten thousand 10,000 there. And the real expectancy from all fans to get that first win of the season, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. I think we need the first win of the season. And, you know, the players it's, the players need to, to need to get the first win of the season. They need to work hard. They need to show you know, some grit and determination and try and get that that first three of the points of the season. And if, you know, I think the, the one the one real positive this year has been Benicophobi and how he started life of the den again. Um, he's been he's been brilliant in my in my eyes. You know, he scored two goals, which is great to see. 
and he'll be a key man on on Saturday. It'd be great if we can get the first win. It will, you know, it'll take that little bit of pressure off the players, and you know, and it will, you know, maybe even bring a little bit more optimism back back to us as, as fans because we we you know as fans we obviously who travel up down the country and and you know go you know go and watch our side. We deserve we deserve the three points, and you know, and, and all the fans will you know. The fans that will be there on Saturday and the fans that will be watching at home will be hoping we can get the three points. And uh, yeah, let's hope we can. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. And uh, it's just it's hard to predict what sort of team he's going to go for. I think we're pro- all probably expecting the back five again. But, you know, Romeo being injured, obviously midfield options, it's hard to see who's going to pick from. I mean, no one's really stood out and took the, you know, the, the games by the scruff net. Obviously, Keith and Bell's coming in and impressed a lot of fans, obviously, with the crowds being there. But I feel like a game against Blackpool it might not be a game for Keith. Obviously, you know, we want to get the fans on side, but I feel like we're going to have more time with the ball on Saturday than we might have without it. And we need a bit of quality, I'm thinking. I mean, what sort of team are you kind of thinking you might choose on Saturday? I mean, give me what you think could be the starting lineup, mate. Well, I'd love to see a, a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2 or something like that. Happen, but No, nah, that's what I was about to say. I think he probably will <laughs> stick with his 5-3-2. Um, if he does go with a 5-3-2, I'd love to see um, Smith and a Phobie up top with Geddon behind and then drop Savile back into the midfield um, with one of whoever, whoever's, whoever he plays Evans, uh, obviously Leonard's out, you know, Thompson, anyway, any one of them, any one of the midfielders, I'd love, or Keith and Bell, I'd love to see that. I think, um, you know, play Smith up there, get players running off him, Benicophobia, Jeb Wallace, Savile pushing up, you know, and that would be really dangerous if, if we can do it, you know, and then put, get Malone and, and whoever plays it right, but getting them balls into the box for him, that could be dangerous, and I think Blackpool will struggle to contain him. Um, but yeah, I think Smith and Afobi could, re- could be really interesting on Saturday if, if they do if they play. I think it's an opportunity just to obviously put the wrongs right, and obviously a lot of pressure on the side as well. I feel like, but I'm happy to you know. Obviously, I'm always positive like you are, Kai. But you know, I feel like it's. It was a t- tough kind of uh, show to do on Sunday morning after Cardiff. And I think there's a lot of pressure on the side, like I said there. And I think it's just going to be interesting to see what we get, really. And you never really know sometimes on the all side. And you never know with the Mill fans either. We're all, uh, we're all our worst critics sometimes and our worst enemies in that sense. But I think, you know, the players, obviously, after yesterday's game, like I said, albeit there was much changes there, they're obviously eager to make an impression and put it right. We didn't really mention it in the first part, but what did you make of Rowett kind of sticking to his guns? We said it was a crossroad moment. You know, we both said on on Sunday we wanted a back four, change things up. But, you know, he stuck to his guns. Is that him, you know, kind of backing himself, do you think? Or what did you make of that, you know, as a result now? I think it's I think it's him sort of backing his formation and thinking that that's the way we're going to play and being um, stubborn, I guess. Um, but, but you could look at being stubborn in a good way as well. Because, you know, if he really think, if he really believes in that, that formation, then, you know, he... For himself, and he has to he has to stick to it. Um, you know, for us fans, we probably wanted a four at the back last night, didn't we? Um, but but overall, I thought they did quite well actually last night. And you know, I'm I'm happy to to be proved wrong if we if we do really well with the back five on Saturday as well. Definitely. I mean, there wasn't much reaction online yesterday either. To be honest, I think it was one of those games where a lot of people just thought stay away. It, half the stadium was closed. You know, after Saturday's game against Cardiff, a lot of people just thought maybe go away and come back. I think, but we're in the hat. That's the most important thing, and I think that's it. Saturday's game is now the crunch game, mate. What happens if we lose? That's, that's <laughs> such a difficult question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's a really difficult one. Um, you know, I think the bigger picture here is: can we bring another player in, another attacker, another attacker in? Mm-hmm. You know, to to you know 
stronger strength strengthen our um our attacking line. Um, it's it's difficult though because the the thing for me at the moment, which is not uh, very unlike Millwall, is the defence seems to be our weak point at the moment. But we're, we're actually scoring goals. We're not scoring you know more than one or one in a in a, in a league match. But you know if our if our if our defence keeps solid the whole game through, like like it was last year, and we score a goal, then really there there's games that we should be winning one nil. Um, obviously we don't want to be winning one nil all the time. We want to be winning twos. You know we want to be getting more and more than one goal. Um, but we yeah, if we can, we need to stamp that 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 set piece, um, you know, problem out where we where we've conceded a few too many goals from that this season. We can stamp that out, and we can get our defence back to where it was last year with Hutch coming back. You know, um, after you know whenever he's come back, if we get get that that stronger, and we can get our our forward line a little bit more uh, clinical uh, than it is than it is right now. Then yeah, I think we can very easily turn this round. But it's a hard question that about what happens after Saturday if we lose. It's a tough one. Okay. Um, well, but I'm going to sit on the fence. I'll give you a nice one. What happens if we win? What, how are you going to feel? What's, what's, let's see, we go. That's it. It's, it's, we're going to get promoted again, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, when you win, you have to be. You have to take it. You have to be. You know, you have to celebrate the three points every every time because you know it. Championship is a tough league, and you never know when the next three points might come around. So you have to celebrate every three points and. And be happy with every three points. I think we'll be, you know, we've just got to, we've just got to work hard. As long as we, as long as Millwall put in a performance on Saturday, you know, I know there is, it's a results business, and we need to win the game. But as long as we put in a, a performance, we work hard, and we show, um, we show passion and, and, and grit and determination. That will get the fans going as it is, you know. And then the result, if we can get the result on top of that, that'll be even better. But you know, just put in a performance, a performance first and foremost, and I think we'll win the game. Kai, I think that's like the best thing you've said in the show today, mate. That's spot on. And you're 100% right to the, to the tee there. And I think anyone listening, you've got to agree with that in a sense as well. Being Mill, we just want to see a performance. That's that's it. We want to see heart, grit, determination, playing on the front foot, not even necessarily attacking football, but just looking to make an impact on the game in a way that's positive and not necessarily deemed negative or defensive. And I think that's ultimately what a lot of people have been a bit you know, disappointed with in the formation and obviously how we've been playing. But I do think Saturday could be a turning point. We'll have to wait and see, won't we, mate? I mean, you're going to give me a score prediction before you go? I'm going to prod you for one. 2-0. To Blackpool? Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. 2-0 Millwall. Um, I'm going to go Benny Kofobi and Matt Smith with the goals. Top drill. I'll go along with that. 2-0. I'll, I'll take that. I'll go my list to score twice again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kai, thanks for being on today, mate. And uh, obviously, no Mickey today, but I do appreciate you getting us out of pickle as always. No worries, mate. Hopefully, we can get three points on Saturday and uh, talk about a good performance on Sunday, hopefully. Absolutely. And hopefully, have a hangover to go with it as well because we're celebrating a nice meal win in three points <laughs> first time this season. Uh, if you're new around here, guys, be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you're new. If you're listening on audio, we'll obviously broadcast on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we broadcast in audio. Check us out. Check out our socials at that meal pod. Be sure to check our tw- uh, Twitter, like I said there, at that meal pod as well. Um, and obviously, check our website out www.thatmealpodcast.co.uk. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Any reviews, always appreciate it as well. And like I said, we'll be back on Sunday for our next show. Thank you very much.
At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.